My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. Hey, how's it going? This is Steve from the Lost and Translation podcast, Park Whiskey Society. I'm here with uh, Sean. Hey, it's Sean. Sean's too busy on Instagram. He doesn't even realize we're starting an episode. Still trying to get my Facebook back. <laughs> yeah, what was up? Like, what was up with that? I don't know. Woke up one day a couple weeks ago and. 18 text messages and emails from Facebook saying that my account had been trying to, you know, and they send you a code. It was like eight. Yeah, like the, the auth, like the two double factor auth. Yeah. Off so somehow somebody w- was able to add a second email address to my account. So now anytime they send out one of those codes, it goes to my email and this random email. Yeah. So then I went through the second stage, which is you send them your actual photo ID. They verified it, confirmed that they verified I'm me, but they won't take that second email address off. So I still can't access my... Because it's someone else's email address now. Yeah. It's, it goes to mine <laughs> and theirs. And as soon as I go through the stage of trying to use the code to get it back, they cancel it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So I don't know. I'm almost to the point now where... Like, I don't want to give up on my old one because I have a lot of family history and memories and stuff that are attached to that that I don't have because they're from old phones and stuff. But yeah, for sure. I don't know. Um, I might just if I do ever get that one back, I'll use that one. And I might just start my own secondary one that I can use for. It's just it's just it's like losing your wallet. Yeah, it just sucks because you got to so much effort that has to go back into. I don't know, replacing everything. Like you got to send all your friends requests out and then you got to join all the same groups that you had to get access to once. And yeah. A lot of them are invite only. Yeah, exactly. So now so. you got to seek out invites and yeah. And not only that, but like annoying. It, oh, there we go. For me, like not only that, like that definitely will suck to go through all that again, but I got family members on there that I haven't seen in 20 years. And well, now you got to seek them out and it's like, who do you remember who they all are? Well, most of them. Yeah, (laughs) hopefully. But then they think that it's a scam because um, they were already friends and and now I'm adding them again. Like there's another Sean Kincaid. Like (laughs) this guy already talks about how pissed off he is all the time. I don't need two of them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I don't know. It's, it's still in how many dark clouds in your life (laughs) do you want in your life? (laughs) Well, today, today we're going to um, get into. What are we going to get into? We're, <laughs> we got we got the new Kill Homan. Look, at it, it's finally the sillier that I there might have go. pronounced properly. There you go. <laughs> or is the press the button for the <laughs> yeah cheering? Um, yeah, the new Kill Homan PX Sherry limited release. Yep. So this is the 2021 limited. Last year was the Fino, which ooh that was very good. That was my overall whiskey of the year last year. So that was. I was, was, but very you are a Killholman fan. I am a Killholman fanboy. Yes, yes, he's got Killholman tattoos in private areas. Yeah, one on each ass cheek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be on each testicle. Maybe that that would be very painful. I can you maybe would it not actually? Because if you pinch your nutsack, it doesn't hurt. I don't know why we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, it, <laughs> so yeah. So the, the phenol was deadly deadly good yeah. like very very good I, I imagine this thing's gonna be a lot different though px and pheno are or i don't know they're, they're, all, they're usually they're literally yeah, like opposite ends of, of the sherry spectrum yeah so Fino's right? always like way drier way lighter softer yeah and then px it can be super dark and you know like super sweet almost syrupy and uh, sweet like melted caramel kind of with a lot of the sweet, like dark fruits and yeah. notes and stuff. So I don't know when I heard that this was going to be the release this year. I didn't I, even know it was coming out. Like, was there any announcement or no. anything? Like, I was almost, you text the group and you're like, oh, Kilholman PX Sherry Cast Limits on the, on the shelf. I was like, uh, 
Wait, what? what? So when exactly? Like, That's how that was my reaction. Like why? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Whatever. I guess well, it sells itself. So who cares? You don't need to put effort into it. So with <laughs> with a lot of the stuff, especially the last couple of years, it gets released in the UK. And then it takes literally like three or four months to get here. Yeah, last year's more. Last sometimes. year's Fino, it was released in Europe the same time as this PX, but then the Fino didn't show up here till September. So then mm-hmm. when I first found out that this was out in Europe, I, I even asked a couple of the stores around town. I said, like, have you heard about this? And they said, no, Andy just told us that it'll be the same timeline. And then I woke up one morning at 3.30 at work to two messages from two people saying, hey, I just bought this yesterday. Do you have one? And I was like, no. So at 3.30 in the morning, I frantically searched Liquor Connect, found which stores had it, <laughs> went on their websites, and I ordered one at like 3.40 in the morning. <laughs> There's some unusual um, stores that got it, too. Yeah, it seemed to go... seemed like a weird allocation. This Now, saying that, um, I was... I think a couple days ago, somebody told me that they had asked a couple of the other stores that usually get them and there are, there's more coming in like a month or so. Um, So like our friends over at the drop, they didn't get this. That's where I picked the Fino up last year. Um, Yeah. That's where I picked mine up too. And, but like um, stores like Wine and Beyond didn't get the Fino at all. Like the chains didn't get it. No. And some of the, like the local mom posh which surprises me. Got it. Yeah. So like there's a, there's a store in, so, which in, that, which that's kind of cool. I yeah. Mean, like Andy's supporting the small shops with these more unique and limited releases, which I, I definitely do like that. Yeah. So like, um, one of the stores that somebody said was in Spruce Grove where I'm from. And like, there's only a handful of liquor stores there other than some of the smaller chains, like yeah. Vivo Sobeys and yeah. yeah. So I said, well, weird. Cause I'd heard rumors that there was this one store that bring in a lot of exclusive allocated stuff, but they never put it on the shelf. It's always in the back room. So I popped in there on my first day home and sure enough, this was sitting there and a couple of the spring bank releases were sitting there. I was like, what? So I grabbed the kill Karen eight. That's, I, the, that's the only one I got. Yeah. And that's the only one I want. That's the only one I was interested in. And for like, uh, for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yes, please. So I picked up the kill home and, and, uh, the kill Karen. And then, uh, you actually said, well, do they have more? And I went back to buy another kill home. And yeah, he had told me that the kill Karen I bought was the last one. And magically there was another one in its spot on the oh, shelf. Oh, weird. Pulling, so I, pulling I, some Adam uh, yeah, so Chateau. I, like so I asked him. I said, sneakiness. I thought I bought the last one. He's like, well, no, it's just one per person. I didn't want you to try and buy another one. I was like, okay, then well. Just tell me it's one per person so I'm, I can send in a buddy to buy another yeah, one. <laughs> I was like, I'm a different person that was here two hours ago. Can I buy another one? He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, oh, so you got two. Well, I got one and then one was sent northwards. Oh, to the... To the be consumer of sherry <laughs> yeah. funkiness up north, right? Well, and Josh, he uh, he raved about that one two years ago. The the first eight year Oloroso, it's it's delicious. I only had a sample. I do have a bottle. I just haven't opened it because I had samples of it. But. Yeah, and I honestly never got to taste that first one. So I'm definitely not going to drink through this one until I get a sample of whether you open that bottle or if Josh, somebody else has one wants to send me a sample. I'll definitely repay with a sample of this one. If you want, you know, scratch you, my you back. I'll scratch yours. You didn't open the new one. Oh yeah. It's open. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, do you have already have the old one too? No, I've never oh, okay, tried okay, okay. the old one, but yeah. So Josh said like, as soon as he found out that I open it. So funny story. He said, I had his bottle and my bottle. And he said, go ahead and open his bottle as long as I took video of it and sent him the video so he could use it for his YouTube channel. Yeah, no, not a problem. So I did. And then because I didn't know if I wanted to keep it or Mm -hmm. pass it along to somebody else. And then I opened it and drank it and I said, "Okay, fine. So I ended up sending him the sealed bottle that I still had and kept the one that I opened. And it is so delicious it's really it to me like it's the perfect balance of peat and a super deep dark dank oloroso which i love we love dank yeah on this podcast as we mentioned in the past i'm trying to think what we should have a quick little warm-up drama and i was thinking should should we let's uh let's let's just warm up with some bonnet 12 and uh cheers to mikey there we go sound good 
we can also talk a little bit about Mike and what he's meant to us in the community and uh, what he's done for whiskey in general in Canada, let alone his brands that he represented. Mike Breezeball was a, is a total gem and we were, are so lucky to have him in the whiskey community. And it was a sad day Friday waking up to see his post about his choice to leave Distel and uh, PMA and which he, <clears throat> yeah, which for people wondering, he did leave. He chose to leave based yeah. on con- for, I don't know, contractual disagreement or, or how her what's a dissolution? Yeah. Kind of thing. But anyways. He, yeah, like I'm not, I won't share obviously what he said to us personally no. because that's his business and not ours, but people can, I don't know, like you can make your assumptions and he, he obviously wanted to go a different direction because he didn't see, obviously didn't see some future in it. Like that's usually why people go a different direction. So well, he, he had a, a pretty clear outline on what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. Yeah. And, and we'll have, we'll have Mike on. Yeah as a guest later in the summer and we'll talk about what happened, what he's been through and, and all the, the success that he, he had, like, I don't know. I, I just post last night in my post, honestly, like Mike, Mike was not only an ambassador of, of the distill brands. He was, he was an ambassador of, of whiskey in the community and just everything it represents. He was that personified. He was like, a, it's, he's as genuine as it comes and as passionate yeah. as there is and like i've never like not a single other ambassador was doing had the tasting load that that guy took on during especially during covid when it came yeah. to virtual tastings like if you want to talk virtual doubt i can only imagine <laughs> how he was feeling sometimes because he was it he seemed was, like every he, couple he, nights he was on with a different group and yeah. that like i've never seen <clears throat> the rise of of a brand like he demonstrated or, or was able to do for for the distel brands yeah especially bunahaven like <clears throat> obviously that being his his kind of like that, that's his yeah that's that was his, his favorite yeah. distillery it was the distillery he was passionate about before he even got the position in the first place so which is what led to him pour his heart yeah into it and deanson like deanson was not was even it wasn't it you didn't like when you went into elixir you did not even recognize the brand nobody it was not a household name like it is now amongst whiskey drinkers it didn't even register on my tobermory is the same thing honestly like tobermory not a lot of people knew anything about it before mike grabbed a hold of it and and created this crazy fandom yeah and now like and and that's the thing like although distel will benefit for years and years and years and years to come from all the work that mike's put into it he they they will be at a loss oh, yeah. not having his personality there because Mike will end up, whether it's an ambassador for somebody else or he does his own thing or, or whatever he gets up to, he will make a new, he'll carve a new niche for himself and he'll succeed. And I'm curious to see, because I feel like a lot of people are just as much fans of Mike as they are Buna and, oh, yeah. and his brands. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, does Buna get talked about? on social media as much when Mike is representing something else or his own venture. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't like it. And that's the thing. Like when you see all these posts in, in the past few years kind of thing, it's as much toasting him as it is toasting anything. So a perfect example is when we did the face at home and yeah, you log in and it's all the head. That was incredible. The honestly, head people of Bunahaven distillery and the, and they couldn't help you, but acknowledge the Canadian power that was yeah. on that message board. It was, seven, it was full. Like nine tenths of it was people from Canada. And that was all Mike's doing. He was given X number of bottles to promote the face at home. And instead of just, you know, doing like a club or, you know, a getting together with one group, he sent out samples to, I don't know, it had to be close to 250, 300 people across Canada and if, even if half of those showed up they we it was like a takeover on the chat and they yeah. numerous times paused and said thanks to Mike and thanks to oh, the I people know, in it was Canada incredible. so yeah 
it was yeah it was really really cool to see and i'm super excited to see where that guy goes mm-hmm. and this and you guys just recently did a 12-year tasting right with sean uh yg whiskey night sean yeah um how did the how did the buna 12 doing that i just find like for 55 60 bucks you're not going to find a richer whiskey no in it, the market you just won't period and like doing it completely blind buna still held up i think it was like came third out of tw- seven well but it's it's like 30 40 dollars less oh yeah like that's a thing right you have to yeah you have so, to consider that as well and then the one one of the two that it might have even been second i'm not sure but one of the the one that came in first it was, was that like the Lock Mans? yeah yeah the weird like oddball i forget what which labeling what? it's under for Lock loman but yeah but yeah i mean it was peated right so there was only, I think, two or three that had peat in them. And one so was a different, different dynamic. Yeah. And one yeah. was Kalila 12, which to me is a classic peated. It's a, yeah, it's a, you know, as soft and subtle of a peated daily drinker you can get. Right. Exactly. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. clean, very clean. And then like McAllen, um, what was it? The Sherry Cast 12? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, a step up from the regular 12 double well and there, there's, there's your 40 dollar 40 50 dollars more yeah exactly. almost double the price of buna 12 and i'm pretty <laughs> right. sure that buna even either came one, one below or one above it <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah, i have no doubt it's, it was weird it's a good because there were some bottles in there that if you saw the name you would think, okay, this is going to come in the top half of the tasting. It was like dead last or second last. Yeah, I was curious as he was as he's posting through them. Yeah, um, all the uh, yeah all the comments and and how they scored and like there was one that I won't even mention it, but it was like it smelled like an old lady's perfume. I thought you were like gonna say bag. old lady's butt. No, like it, it was like it was like you walked into <laughs> like a ba- super floral. Walked into like your grandma's bathroom after she had like gone ready for church or something, and just like potpourri and floral. <laughs> Interesting. And, yeah, it was weird. Which one was it? The Tully, the Murray. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of those entry level Tullys, to tell you the truth. So no, I yeah, whatever. I mean, Joe Christ gave me a sample of that what sixty year old. So. Yeah, I'll never drink. I'm never drinking a Tully less than sixty years old for no. for the rest of my life. And it has to be sent by Uber at one thirty in the yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've ever told this story oh, on man. on uh, on the podcast here, but we we did like a, a little private virtual tasting. And it was like after just after Christmas, yeah. right, or something. But we we tried through a bunch of unicorns that that uh joe christ had sent out to us <laughs> and we all get pretty we got pretty oh, topped up like we yeah. were we were pretty hammered feeling pretty good and uh i had i had gone to joe's a few weeks before that and drank my Sample. my tully 1966 yeah. with him and so i didn't have one and that was going to be the final whiskey of the night in our little tasting and he like no word of a lie packaged up a full ounce sample a one ounce sample a one bottle. ounce a one ounce sample bottle called or ordered an uber to his and house. gave the uber driver this sample bottle and sent him to my house to drop it off and it's not like you live like down one, the street no joe like lives in Edmonton in the morning. and you live in short park yeah like it's <laughs> it's a 20 we're 20 minute separation here and and uh yeah so here i am and it's the dead of winter too yeah so here i am sitting in the front door waiting for an uber driver to just like drop this little bottle on my stay he was so confused <laughs> he uh yeah but and needless to say i was able to enjoy a little telly that night and i have a little telly left to enjoy later, exactly so. no, oh, that's man. that is just like a perfect example of joe's incredible yeah. nature it's i cannot say that's another person i cannot say enough good things about and covid because of covid it's kind of it's like there are our regular hangouts definitely calm down but i'm 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 excited to uh start getting together more with him hey we're only three days away from covid disappearing according to jason kenny i yeah i went around town and i uh i set up 
uh, little like waste basket baskets telling everyone to throw their masks in there because they have a giant fucking bonfire (laughs) (laughs) that's like one thing that i'm just like i don't want to wear a mask anymore it's like it's just wearing me down right and i just you can see the end and you're like oh i can't wait (laughs) and of course mother nature has to plus 35 and you got to wear oh god i know i've yeah yeah yes i'll be happy to see this all come to an end (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) restrictions lifted two days from now okay um let's we're gonna so we're gonna get into like i said the kilholman px sherry we're actually going to we're gonna head to head it against something well not like not completely out of its completely out of its genre but in the same kind of idea in the sense that it's a peated expression aged in uh, px and that's uh travis watt the edmonton whiskey or edmonton scotch whiskey society's uh edmonton scotch club scotch club whatever um they're, they're cast pick from two brewers so i'm, I'm excited because they're both, they're both going to be very different and very much the same and they are probably very similar in age I was just going to say, like, the color they're, even is almost identical. Yeah, like, they're, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, soon when that Kilhoman came out, I was like, how does it stand up against uh, two brewers? Like, this is a perfect, yeah, this is a perfect stage for two brewers to be like, hey, fuck, look at me. Yeah. Right? I can, I can punch with one of the big guys. Literally, the only difference that may rear its head is that the Kilhoman's at 47.3%. And oh, the, and that one's cast strength. The two we'll water. We'll water down. We'll put some drops yeah. in it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pour these bad boys in. Let's dive in. Glasses are where they usually are, within Sean's, closer to Sean than me. So I'll make him get them. Ching, ching. I'm pretty sure that we could uh, just skip skip the music, even though I love the music. Maybe I'll just play the unicorn music right now, just because I really love that song. Yeah, and <laughs> and just uh, let's honestly, these and are, then, these are both unicorn bottles. Like, yeah, like Fino was an instant unicorn. This one disappeared off shelves yeah. instantly. So if it is coming out again in a month, yeah, keep a lookout for it. And then this two brewers obviously was a single cast pick. So yeah. No, we're yeah, we're basically going we're trying two unicorn bottles right now. Once upon a time, the world was filled with magical creatures. The noblest among them were the unicorns. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, unicorn, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, unicorn, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy Ooh, I just love the Kilhoman bottles too. Oh, I know. Oh, that smells lovely. So good. Just diving right into Pete. Oh, yeah. First, first thing. thing in the morning. That's, uh, that's how we roll. Oh, that just smells like old, like wet wood. The cork. Oh, a little bit of Pete. Oh, I can already get a little more sweetness to the two brewers one, like as soon as I pop the cork. Yeah. So the Kilhoman, uh, the two brewers is obviously a single cask. So, well, the one, two brewers is aged in peated casks. It's not a peated grain, is it? I'm not sure. I I think that they might actually do a peated grain. Peated grain. We should probably know that because, like, the release 25 that just came out, it's like a peated release, and it's peaty. It's like okay, so it probably is a peaty grain. Yeah, I'm 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 sure that they use peaty grain. All right, and then the Kilhoman, it's so it's a vatting of thirty three casks. There's twelve thousand bottles, and nine of those casks are full maturation in PX, and then the other twenty four, they're all bourbon barreled and then finished with PX for twelve anywhere from twelve to eighteen months. So, it's a vatting of fully matured and finished. Because honestly, if it was all full matured PX, it would be way darker and probably overtake the peat. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All right. Um, any, any other, uh, any more info, <laughs> info from uh, Kill Kill Home and Fanboy over there? 
No, I mean, even the pricing on these, it was fairly similar. The, like 130 or no, 150. Not even. No. Like the the two brewers, I think we got. Well, 105 bucks. 105. And I yeah. think Kilhoman, because I bought two, I think one was 105. Oh, really? One, so this, they weren't that much. At the all. second one I bought was a little pricier, but I sourced it from outside the city. So. Ah, uh, gotcha. Are you nosing them both right now? Yeah. So. They actually nose very similarly. They're, they're very similar. The Kilhoman, the peat is stronger. What, and it's like a dustier peat. Yeah. Right? Which is like weird. A, like, um, like Kilhoman like to a, me, This is more of a sweet peat in the two brewers. Yeah. Which is weird because Kilhoman compared to all the, all the other Isla distilleries has like a way sweeter peat to me than anything else. Yeah, occasionally. I don't know about all the time, though. Although, like, we got to remember this is like 10% less yeah. in proof, which is going to make a difference. But if what? you... If you... <laughs> I, just, I seriously just picked up my glass and sniffed the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the mic does not know it's the same as these drums. It smells like foam. <laughs> That's what happens when you start drinking whiskey at 10 o'clock in the morning. Man, like if you if you if you kind of take the peat, if you were to equalize the peat on each one, they'd be so similar. Because yeah, like the, they are like it, like parts per million. Yeah, the sweetness they're very similar. The yeah. sweetness on them are like almost identical. Okay, well let's uh, let's dive into the Kilhoman. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. That is tasty. That's um in the finish I'm getting like all like weird butter like weird butter. It's like a buttery creaminess. Yeah, it is. It's it's not like it I don't know, my my tongue is just covered right now in what feels like a dry butter. <laughs> I don't, I can't even like explain it. It's weird. See what's weird? It's not sweet at all in the finish. It's sweet just at the tip of like the mid tongue. And then when it goes down, the sweetness just yeah falls off. So what's weird is I reviewed this on a post three nights ago mm -hmm. where I drank three different PX or two PX Kilhomans and a the Fino from last year. And my notes on that for the Kilhoman, I found that the the sweetness hit first and then the peat came after. And right now it's the reverse almost where I'm getting the sweetness and then the peat. I don't know. It's weird, but it's so good. <laughs> it's obviously, yeah, good enough that you're having a hard time putting your. Yeah, it's like a reversal. Like the peat is hitting. Hmm. It's definitely like it's, it's got something got that toffiness on the nose. It's. Once now that the glass is coated, the nose is a, is much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. The the peat tames down, and the sweetness on the nose comes up. Well, and they yeah they, they I think you touched on this right, but they they went with a a mix of full maturation and finished, yeah. so they didn't overpower. Yeah, yeah. which makes sense. Because PX can be very overpowering if you don't, oh, yeah. if you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, PX will take over any spirit pretty quickly. I get honestly, I get like a cigarette smoke to it. Do you not? Like yeah, it's, it's like it. I don't know. It, it's to like me, Benson and Hedges. <laughs> it's <laughs> like special lights. So I haven't sipped it for a minute or two, and now it has that after taste in my mouth of smoking a cigar outside and like kind of sipping on a, but like a pinner, like a, a yeah. Like, like not a big, like one. a, yeah, not because it doesn't have the, like that, that dank richness of no. like a powerful cigar, well, like almost like a Swisher sweet or captain black. Yeah. And then, or even like a rolling, um, like some pipe tobacco or something yeah. like that. Right. Like it definitely has a tobacco. tobacco note to it with, Again, that smoky peatiness will bring in that ashiness. And it's definitely an ashy smoke. It's not a 
medicinal maritime smoke. I'm not getting that at all. No, me neither. I'm like, and back to the finish because the finish is just kind of amazing me a little bit, but it's, I'm getting a little more, um, kind of like citrus and some spice, but like, um, uh, like I feel it's almost like a, like a lemon basil kind of herbal I totally butter that, yeah. kind of like, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It's good. Like it's I, tasty. And it's weird. I remember finding the, um, uh, that citrusy note on, and I want to say I like an orange peel more yeah, than like, I would say orange. more lemon peel. Yeah. I could see that. That citrus. Right. Because I get, I feel like I'm getting more like lemon, like bitterness than I am orange. So I just pulled up my notes from the first tasting that I had. I said sherry up front, caramel dip, raisins, oranges, and a bit of nuttiness. Then okay. the smoke and peat come through. And I said the peat isn't as sharp as the usual Kilcoman. That's not bad here. It fades in the finish, and I get a touch of chocolate and tobacco smoke. So, yeah, there you go. Like it, with raisin, definitely get a raisin, but more like a white raisin than a than a dark. Raisin. It's almost like a smoked. If you could smoke, like put raisins, smoke in a some smoker. raisins, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You want to go into the the two brewers? Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> Sean's all about trying to pick up sound in everything he does. Drinking water, what is swishing. It? A- ASMR. <laughs> if you don't like that, don't listen. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, this nose is like, incredible, but the cast strength is going to lend to yeah. that. So we got to remember that. But like way more of the sweetness on the nose than the peach. Well, you're getting a ton more of the, the toffee. Yeah, totally. It's like a crazy thing. Like the, it's been a bit since I tried this, but the palate is way duller than the nose. The nose is like mm-hmm. way more powerful. The peat on this tube. Actually, it actually drinks similarly improved like you would yeah. if you were to taste these blind you would not know that they are 10 8 10 percent almost 11 percent. yeah 11 percent apart no like i find the pee, interesting the peat on the two brewers almost it fades out in the palate yep it's stronger in the nose don't you think yeah it, or what do you okay sorry i keep interrupting you no go ahead go ahead let no, me know what you think like it's there in the nose but i think it hits up front and then the sweetness in the palate overtakes it pretty quickly. Yeah. The, the finish in the Kilhoman is a little bit stronger. Yep. I could see that. Yeah. But I like the nose better. Oh yeah. On this two brewers. Oh man. And like the finish, when it comes on the finish, you get a little more of the sweetness versus the bitterness that you get in the Kilhoman. Hmm. Those are two very good whiskeys. So good. For a hundred ish dollars, yeah. you're you're laughing. Yeah. It almost makes me wish that, that this two brewers was not a single cast that people could pick it up because Well, I think there's still some on the shelf at Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke, the new east. I'm pretty sure I saw them there last week when I picked up some beer. And they're they're a little higher than we paid, right? Yeah, they're like 120 because yeah. they got retail markup on them. Yeah. But still, they're it's, it's worth, worth 120 it. bucks My God. by far. So I would yeah, if you're if you're in the city here, go like I'm I'm certain they still do. They they might be gone by now, but that was already that was it, it was released over a month ago. Yeah. So and they're I've, still on the shelf. And so. Like I've made no qualms about this. Like Kahoman is my favorite peated whiskey. Yeah. I even posted that when I made the post a couple days ago. And that was the topic of discussion that day was Yeah. Um, Kilhoman is my favorite Isla by far. And then two brewers is my number one Canadian whiskey brand. So to taste them side by side is like two of my favorite (laughs) whiskey brands. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm winning all around and the two brewers, like their normal releases aren't cast strength. I think they had like the 24, which is still pretty limited release. It was cast strength. Otherwise, I don't think they have cast strength releases. Yeah. But they're normal, like the other three, the classic peated special finishes, innovative. Unless it's a cast strength release, usually 46%. Yeah. And like the release 23, which is still available, shockingly, it's. Yeah, it's still out there on lots of 
They, they must have had a real large outturn on that one. They must have, yeah. Because yeah, it's around. It's similar to this. Like, I don't know if it's peated as this is, but yeah, it the balance and like the the wave of flavors that yeah, it's, it's really good for sure. It's not it's not as powerful on the nose and no finish and stuff. Obviously, because the AB, ABB is a little bit lower, yeah. but uh, it's not cast strength. I don't think is it. No, it's forty six percent. Yeah, and then uh, the twenty five just came out a couple months ago, and that was a peated, and it's full on peat. Nice. Bomb. That's pretty cool. And then they just released 26 this past week. And that's a classic. Yeah. I, but I think, yeah. I think like two brewers is the point now where Canadian whiskey drinkers know how, how good they are, what they do. It's a good thing we gave the Canadian. We should, we should officially right? today. We should officially give the rest of Canada permission to drink two brewers. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that way Sean can just get it off his chest. It doesn't feel like he's, you know, he's got to hold the like, the realm, the the, no. the two brewers realm so close to him and I'll take the cape off and let everybody else wear it for a bit. Yeah, there you go. Just like eat yeah. Free your soul. Free your soul, Sean. Like <laughs> and I'm sure you got a multi grind, so we might as well grind it now. I don't know. You you, you well, if I'm not sure. I know you have a multi grind because you always have the dark clouds always got something cooking. You like I don't know. In your childhood, your dad must have slammed the door lots on you or something. Like <laughs> I don't remember. He's, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the Sean's always pissed off at something. So and it makes <laughs> it makes for good uh, good discussion. All right. Well, I've never been one for meeting new people or doing new things or eating new types of food. I've had the same haircut since 1978, and I've driven the same car since 1991. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. Are you going to tell a man that he can't fart in his own car? I don't want to seem overdramatic, but I don't really care what happens here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay angry. I find that relaxes me. This is my hell. This one may ruffle a little, little uh, some feathers. Just <laughs> like that little ruffle. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, this one might ruffle some feathers, just like the last uh, malt grinding that I did. That's the whole point of this segment is to well, exactly see and the feathers ruffled. What I love is when people send me messages after they hear it, whether they agree or disagree. Like I welcome that. That helps form the discussion. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what this is about. Like, talk to me. Tell me why I'm wrong, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> but anyways, so this one is to do with Ardbeg. And I know it's so beloved by so many people. And the people behind the brand, I love. And I enjoy talking with them. They do have a huge cult following, and that will never change. And I don't intend to try and change that. What I... <laughs> what really grinds my malt is the committee releases that keep coming out and they seem to be coming out more and more frequently. It used to be Ardbeg Day was when the committee release would come out. Now it seems like they do two or three a year. But most recently, they released the Ardbeg Scorch. It's supposed to be the mythological dragon that lived on Isla, charred these casks and whatever. But it's like they've done this before. They've done recharred casks before. They had alligator. They had grooves. Now they have this dragon slaying scorch. And I, I just punched the table. He just, <laughs> he's flailing his... He's literally flailing his hands and arms while talking right now. <laughs> this is how Sean operates. Yeah, But like, it's the same exact method that brands that source whiskey in Ireland source it bring it in and they put it in recharge casks so they can distinguish it from the where they're getting it from and then they resell it under their brand name there's no distillery there's no stories sometimes there's a made-up story that goes along with it yeah but they're selling it for 50 bucks canadian for a bottle of this recharge you know darkened whiskey and cool that's fine ardbeg does it and the committee release they're charging 200 plus for it and here it had to be sold in a lottery like yeah it was lottery so, sold and selected for sure so to me like 
<laughs> it's funny because you read reviews from clear Ardbeg fans and like, oh, it's, you know, it's a peat monster. It's so dark, so much extra smoke with it. And like, no, you're tasting charred casks. <laughs> like it's been done and it's done cheap, way cheaper. And well, even, even by Ardbeg, right? They released the alligator, which was essentially yeah, grooves, a similar which thing. They grooves. recharred and carved grooves into it, which I, well, I don't know that they carved. They didn't char. Actually, they didn't carve any grooves. They just, that's, there's grooves from the recharring. From recharring, yeah. They're so, similar. and I mean, it's just, to me, it's as, like, I like Ardbeg. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like a lot of their releases. Yeah. But when I see this now third or even fourth, I'm not sure, but I can't, like I can't even keep track anymore. Recycling. Recycling. <laughs> yeah, it's a recycled saying, idea. And, but they know that it's going to sell and it's going to sell out immediately. Yeah. It's going to go on secondary for even more money. But to me, it's just a lazy <laughs> rehashed which it, idea. Which is the funny, the funny thing is that some of these bottles go on secondary before they're even sold out here. Yeah. Like the, the Lafroy 10 year Sherry. <laughs> was on secondary for 280 bucks while wine and beyond had it on shelf for 90 not only bucks. that the, like, the, come same, on, the same day i saw that 270 bucks mccalder found cases of it sitting on the floor because they didn't have any room to put them on the shelf yeah well there was tons of it here it's still on the it's shelf. still out there yeah it's still out there. for what 100 bucks 101 I think? 100 bucks like, yeah exactly yeah. yeah i don't know but anyways back to art big <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, they, they came up with the wee beastie and yeah, it's cool. They put a five year age in and give them full credit for that. It was a little bit different than the 10 sweet. Yeah. No, but, I, I like that whiskey. But then I, yeah. I did that blind tasting of Ugadel's 2015, 2019, 2020 and the 2019, 2020 didn't even taste like they came from the same place, let alone the same bottle. And like it, it just, to me, it, all signs are pointing Either to me, I hope that this is just a blip in the in the in the longevity. But if it is like the sign of what's to come, like how many? What's next? Are they going to do a heavily charred rum cask next and call it Drummer Boy? Like I don't. <laughs> it just. Oh, well, they're going to call it like bass drum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heavier snare. <laughs> I'll call it snare. Anyway, anyways, yeah. But but you 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 get what I mean, like. It's just a rehashed idea. It doesn't, they didn't take them any ingenuity. Somebody in the back room, boardroom was just like, well, let's do another one. It'll sell. Let's just redo this idea that we just did a couple of years ago. And if they send another For sure. whiskey into space and try and release that as a committee release, <laughs> I'll call that one out too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the people behind the brand, the people that yeah, were. What you. You don't have to say that again. You're just trying. You're not. You're not trying to be disrespectful. No, you're just question. You're just questioning the agenda behind the strategy. And right? and then the like no, why and why not come, that, come out with something a little more like if you're going to turn around and sell a bottle of whiskey for a couple hundred dollars, why not? Why not work to create something unique, more unique than what you've created? Yeah, like before. the black yeah. that came out before black. Yeah black it was it was cool because it was a different kind of wine cast that you don't really see a lot of in whiskey and yeah you know whether you liked it or not you had to give them credit for doing something different and then they did the pirate one which was x rye casks which again it's been done but maybe not by our bag yeah but then now that i just read somewhere that they're releasing another committee release soon and it's like an eight-year age statement so they have the five, the well, ten, three, and our art bag. Our oh no, our bag was last year. Yeah, it was at the end of the year last year. Yeah, so this, but that was in a year they double re, they double release community release too last year. Yeah, so that's I guess they had the black. Wasn't black this twenty twenty or is that twenty nineteen? No, black was twenty twenty. Uh, art bag day. Art bag. That was the art bag day one, and then the the pirate art bag was later in the year. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they did scorch for art bag day, and now it sounds like this eight year. Okay. Is so they're going to two a year instead of one. It used to only be one a year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. But, yeah, maybe not. But so now they're going to sell an eight year, even if it's cast strength. But is it going to go for two two hundred plus? In what though? It depends in what. Like what is it? Age? From what I read, it was just an eight year art bag bourbon. Yeah, bourbon cask or something. Even if, it, sort of even if it's a blend of bourbon and sherry, like yeah. there's no differential between that and like the five. 
No. There's three years difference. And yeah, sell it cast strength and people are going to line up around the corner. Well, it depends on how much they sell it for. Like Highland Park went out and created basically a cast strength version of their 12 year. It's, yeah. it's probably a little bit, something just fell. It's probably, it's probably a little bit younger yeah. than the 12, but at the same time, that was kind of the idea of it. Create a low range cast strength product for, so if, if it comes into the market and it sells, for a hundred bucks, like the cast strength Highland Park kind of thing, yeah. then okay. If it comes into the market and it's an eight-year cast strength for one hundred and fifty dollars, then Sean's going to have another Malta grind. Like, do these people not listen? <laughs> <laughs> but, Pay attention, people. But like, Sean is upset. He's so upset right now. He spilled more whiskey today than he has in a while. Punching tables, knocking over cans. <laughs> yeah, but. Like, and that's the thing. It's it. any line of whiskey, you're going to get those brands that sell no matter what. And they can do whatever they want and people will buy it. Yeah. And I guess don't, you're just asking not to take advantage of that fandom. Yeah. Like, to for me, sure. But the, like the Yard Big Beastie was not, they didn't overprice it. No. That's 70, 75 bucks, which is perfect. So the, they definitely, the committee release. And the regular releases of those community releases definitely sit on kind of a shelf of their own. Yeah. Whether they're, I don't know. I don't like what goes into creating them. If are they, I don't know. Do you believe that they're inflated? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For me personally, like yeah. as a whiskey fan, not as an art bag fan. Or yeah. Whatever, just yeah. Whiskey it's in general. overpriced and I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. No, and you don't have to. Well, you weren't allowed to because you didn't get picked in the lottery. Which? I know. It's, it's also funny. I noticed on like someone posted and I noticed uh, Brian Simpson's comment and he's like, I'm hoping to get one of those. I was like, you're the brand ambassador. Why don't you have one? <laughs> Call up the distillery and say, send me a but bottle. It's obviously because of Ontario and yeah. you can't get it any other way. There's there's other things, but it's. They didn't, uh, they didn't send as much of it here, I don't believe, as they did Black. Black was a little more readily available. Oh, but. I remember I walked into a store here in town and it was three or four days after the release and I could pick up a bottle of each. Yeah. And this one was a lottery before it even came into the, into the province. So. Yeah, I know Adam at uh, Chateau was not happy about it either. Yeah. Like not happy at all. And he even... Like even as a lottery announcement, he was like, so this year, apparently I don't deserve to get (laughs) as much as I have in the past. So now I have to lottery it out. And then it's funny because you see pages on Instagram of people, certain people, and they have like six bottles of it posting like, yeah, how does that happen? You got more than a store got. Yeah. But we all know that that happens everywhere out of our control flippers well they're and people have relationships with the shops yeah to get them and then they sh- who knows what goes on especially behind in certain, the doors. certain provinces i'm sure yeah we should uh maybe eric paul the whiskey detective will actually become a whiskey detective i, w- I would support that <laughs> yeah where you just like combat the secondary market just a non-profit organization <laughs> that exposes the trash. The trash. In our community. The unsavory and... They're like the criminals of this community. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I'm thinking of a word and I can't think of it. No, you're too frustrated right now. <laughs> Frustration is a powerful, like powerful the, drug. This is it. It's the sleazy side of the industry. Yeah, it's sleazy for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. So let's... um. Let's move on and drink. Let's let's enjoy one more. Want to enjoy something more? One more something something. Um, the Kilk. Do you want Karen? to? Speaking of, is that bottles, how you bottles that get flipped? Yeah, this one will get flipped for sure. But some oh. very honest retailers sold it for not this bottle because it's a decent. Yeah, decent price, and we open bottles around here. Well, one of us usually. So this is the uh, this is the latest. Kilcairn. I can't screw up the pronunciation of that because it's as English as it gets. Um, this is the eight-year cast strength. It's lighter than... I don't think it's as dark as the last no, one. No, it's not. Hold on. Yeah, it's definitely not. I could go grab the bottle, but it's definitely not as dark. No, and I've heard that. I've um, Not at all. 
I obviously, I never got a bottle of the last one that came out a couple of years ago, but um, everything I've read, the reviews say that they're similar. So I, it could Interesting. be same flavors, just a less active cask. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's definitely not nearly as dark, but. Yeah, when I found it on the shelf, I literally I took it out of the can because I almost bought one last year when yeah. the eight years cast strength got released. And I was going to grab a couple of new glasses. And and when I pulled it out last year, I saw the eight year and it was like almost clear. I was like, wait a sec. And then I looked online quickly and yeah, it was the newer the bourbon. The bourbon one, yeah. And then I yeah. imagine that one's good too. Oh, I'm sure. And then we've been I, all, almost all peated all day long today. Yeah. Breathing fire. Like the, <laughs> like the dragons of Isla. But like I found this one and I was like, okay, this yummy. I knew that the new one was Oloroso and I was like, okay, yeah. if I can find it, cool. I'm not going out of my way. And sure enough, a store local to me found it and I picked her up. Definitely getting some sulfur here. I love it. Yeah, no, it's that's got a beautiful nose. What's the ABV? It is fifty six point nine. That's a good ABV. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's not touching sixty, but I find mm. that the the peat on it isn't in your face, and maybe it's because of the Oloroso, but they mel- meld together so beautifully on this one. Oh man, that is rich. Yeah. That is rich. Like, wow. From, from the color, you wouldn't expect that, but yeah. It, mm. That was good. Yeah, I was happy. I found it. It was retail price. And yeah, I got one from Whiskey Drop. I got to go pick it up. But Dave scored. Dave's one. awaiting my visit. So now you have an old one and a new one. Yeah, I can't wait to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> No, I if mean, anybody wants them, I, I forget what else came out. Came, <laughs> Just kidding. Got yeah, released with this one. There was the there was a couple of committee bottles or society bottles, I guess. There was yeah, the eight year, an eight year Oloroso or something like that. That's this one. Oh, the uh, Springbank one. Yeah, Springbank Society. Uh, Josh got it. Oh, the <clears throat> the local barley ten. Oh, the ten year local barley Oloroso. Yeah, that one. Cause I heard that one was flat. I heard it was tastes like too, a but, flat tire, but it was the first one to disappear. So. Well, of course it is. Oh, and there was a spring long... bank. How many times have we had this conversation about yeah. spring bank? We don't need to be a broken record here. Well, weird. Our bag spring bank disappearing before they hit the shelves. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. We could have picked some different. <laughs> I don't like, like our bag, our bag's different for me. I don't like to pick on it. And it's, it's a lot of it's because I really respect the people involved. Like you said, um, I think they do a lot of good, like with their core range stuff. I think they nail all of those. Like they just nail them and they're all very, very good whiskeys for relatively like good prices and they're all good values. And I recommend them to people all the time. Like I'm a, I'm a Arbeg fan for sure. But when it comes to limited releases, like you said, and they've just become Sometimes they just become un- unattainable. And when they're unattainable, then I lose interest and I care less about them. That's where I was with the spring rings that came yeah, out. Yeah. They came out. Like it's just, it is what it is. I don't feel like I don't have time to like chase, no. to chase these releases around. Um, I really don't. So show me. And that's like, I've really, really been trying to focus even my energy and even social media and stuff on more obtainable more tainable expressions and bottles and distilleries because I'm just tired. I'm tired of the effort that has to go into to get these things. It's annoying, honestly. Yeah, and honestly, like it drives I, me away from the brand. I wasn't going out to look for this. I was looking. No, I was stumbled. actually. I was yeah. looking for the Kilhoman, and they happen to have this sitting right above it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, if they fall in my lap, then I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'll get them. Yeah. And then I, I I asked the guy. I said, did you get any of the other spring banks? He's like, yeah, the local barley was sold out the day they went on sale, and then the um. Long row reds. There's a new edition. Yeah, and yeah. he said they got like one case of it. And yeah, he said it was gone within a couple of days. But yeah, this this eight year old Kilcarin, which to me is probably the best out of the bunch mm-hmm. for my palate, anyways. So 
I was very happy to stumble it's, across this. It's it's dank. <laughs> Real dank. <laughs> and like it the, smells like a dank on fire. <laughs> but like it, it just blends perfectly together. Covered in red velvet cake. Okay, wait, I'm just painting a picture of a penis right now. <laughs> <laughs> covered in cake. It's yeah, it's good. It's rich. It's lovely. Yeah. Lovely in many regards. And I cracked this, I don't know, a couple evenings ago, and it was 34 degrees on my deck, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, do you turn to, do you drink whiskey straight through the heat? I turn. I, I will turn to beer, mainly, See, like I'll drink me, beer. For me, beer is like a turn off, mainly because I drink darker beers, but um, actually, speaking of I love a good crisp right, blonde or Pilsner or right before I cracked this, I actually drank a Guinness blonde that's made in Baltimore and more so for I'm their, not even sure I've ever had a Guinness blonde. It's more definitely targeted towards the American audience. Yeah. It's a light beer, but I'm not a huge <laughs> light beer fan. And this yeah. one was good. Like it was full of flavor. And what's the percentage on it? It was like five or six percent. Oh, that's not light beer. No, but like it's a lighter style. Beer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like. like a, what is your definition of light beer here? Anything under light nine? Beer, anything, <laughs> like, give me a break. No, but I had this. I I found the blonde in a store, and I was just like, okay, cool. I'll grab that. Never yeah. tried it before. Yeah. And it just sat in my fridge, and then yeah, when the heat wave hit, and I, same thing. It was like after dinner, I wanted something to drink. Kids were in the pool. I was like, I'm not pouring myself. Like, <laughs> You know, yeah. a cast strength peated whiskey. <laughs> no, I can't. When it gets really hot like this, like uh, we've been in air air conditioned house all day yeah. today, so it's not a big deal. But if I'm like uh, when I was out at the lake last weekend, I yeah, I couldn't bring myself to pouring myself any whiskey. It was I was enjoying beer and I get into whatever white spirits. And oh yeah, the sassafras. refreshing stuff, the sassafras. I I had a few of those. Um, See, like, see, um, who else? Blind Man released a new pilsner called the Bohemian Pilsner, and it's it is a, it is a summer beauty in a glass, in a can, whatever you're drinking it in, I guess. But yeah, for me, for beers, like, I, again, I'm not a huge beer guy, but um, the I don't even know how to say it, the the weeded ones from Germany, often Wiesen or whatever, uh, the Belgian wheats, Belgian wits, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I find those Hefeweizen, like, Hefeweizen, there you go, it. that's what um, I'm thinking. But even like the the shock top with the yeah, which that's yeah, that's basically just a half a with a the wheat, it's a like weeded a, yeah, like a citrus tinge to it. I love yeah. throwing an orange peel or an orange. Well, that's like it. when you yeah, if you get into those right, you get into like the hazier type weeded yeah, um, and hefeweizens and weeded uh, lagers or whatever, right? Yeah. Then you get a little more of that like fullness yeah in a beer rather than just like a light crisp yeah. Bud Light, which I haven't had in a long time. So. I can't even remember the last time I drank Bud Light. Oh, I had a Bud Light seltzer. I'll never turn down. Actually, yeah, I had a Bud Light, uh, or I shared a Bud Light raspberry something, yeah. Rattler or something like that, just because at that point I was just drinking to drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> No, but um, like... I'm not an IPA guy at all. I can't stand super hoppy beers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge in the hops. I, I do like a good pale ale with a with a little bit of hop to it and like the double IPAs and the IP like the heavy IPAs definitely not my thing no. either I've never been able to get into those I know Travis really he likes those them. yeah he really likes those and he's left a couple behind that I haven't drank yet <laughs> he left so. he gave me one with some samples one day and I cracked yeah. it not even reading what it was I took one sip and I was like what the that's fuck some of them take this? bitterness to like a whole oh. new level right it's it's just like I don't know hops give me heartburn yeah I don't know. In terms of like sitting on the deck and for whiskey, like I'll grab a bourbon and throw. Yeah, like, for sure. A light, I, a lighter. I actually grabbed the 1792, the cast strength, the barrel proof one. Put it on ice though. And I threw a big, yeah. big ice ball in it. And then the, what I like doing is when I'm sipping it, when it gets to that point that I think it's good. Yeah. Just take the ice out and chuck it in the pool. Oh, for sure. Do you have, uh, do you have any parting glass moments while we wrap this puppy, this episode up? Which thoughts? Which um, thoughts? For me, I think, uh, I mean, it goes back to my Instagram that I've been posting lately. Like, I've been trying to drum up discussion, and it's been working. Like, there was one one day I posted something, and I checked it a couple hours later, 
and I had the same number of comments as likes on it. And I'm like, that never happens. So yeah, obviously people like like discussing it and just discuss whiskey. Don't be afraid to discuss whiskey. Yeah. Right? Like don't don't be. Um... If you have thoughts, even if you think that you're the only one that thinks that, I guarantee you you're not, and nobody's gonna think anything less because you have an opinion. That's exactly what it is. No, whiskey's subjective, man. Think yeah. what you want. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. We're so, never going to call you an idiot to your face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never uh, call you on the podcast. And if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're if you're really irritating, then Sean will just grind them all about you. Exactly. Publicly. So, no, it's, it, yeah, we definitely encourage conversation. And I like seeing it. And not You've been getting some really good conversation lately, honestly. It's been... Like it's not, been good. Not even online, like like our guest Paul Bovis. Like, yeah, he um, he's guest from a different episode. Yeah, obviously <laughs> he you know he's been posting bourbon reviews, reviews, and, and then yeah. like older bourbon, like older versions of bourbon. So like the Knob Creek without the age statement, the yeah, old yeah. Baker's version. But again, that's drumming up discussion because it's people that had those when they were released. Yeah, and it's now, relatable. Those yeah, posts, right. So and obviously with. With the brands that you guys are bringing in, and you know the Cast Club and stuff. That's yeah, the Cast Club bringing um, up some buzz. So. Which those those uh, releases are going to be here? Should be here this week. So that's pretty exciting. Before yeah. You go back to work. <laughs> yeah. When when you go back to work? Fourteenth. Uh, okay. Oh, you got lots of time. On the holidays, buddy. Hell yeah! Um, Taconic drops next week too. Excellent. So we'll have to get into that. But um, yeah, let's uh, cheers. Just cheers and cheers and cheers. Here you go. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, everybody. Take care. Drink whiskey. Stay cool.